Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome back to the latest Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and I'm joined today by Liverpool.com's very own Ben Botchak. And today we are going to be discussing just a few of the stars of the current World Cup that are lighting up that Liverpool could be looking to bring in either in the January transfer window or, of course, more likely in the summer. Uh, we're going to start out with a, a man I know you spent your morning talking about anyway, Ben. Uh, Mohamed Kudus uh, scored again for Ghana. He's got two goals in the World Cup, scored in that thriller against South Korea. Uh, he's obviously been quite heavily linked with Liverpool in recent months. And he's another player who did score at Anfield in the Champions League, which does seem to be quite a good precursor for getting yourself a move to Anfield. Obviously, he wouldn't be the first to make that move, the likes of Minamino and Nunes scoring against Liverpool at Anfield before having made their moves in the following transfer windows. But yeah, Kudus, uh, what do you think to him, Ben? I really like him as a player. I think, you know, he's he's got versatility. Uh, he's got um, that bravery and that ability to take players on one-on-one. He, he likes to take on a lot of players, actually. And I think that's something Liverpool have kind of lacked, especially without uh, Lucas Diaz now uh, for, for like the last few weeks. Uh, but even if you look at the Premier League table for dribbles attempted, Liverpool are, I think, in 13th place, if I remember correctly, which is quite low down uh, when you think about it. Um, so that's one aspect that I think he would give something extra, a new dimension to Liverpool. And, and the other aspect is his versatility. He can play in midfield. He can play out wide on the right wing where he's played for Ghana against South Korea. And he's done it a few times at club level as well. And uh, he can kind of slot into the middle as well and do the Firmino role, so to speak, which he's been doing for Ajax. Although um, not everyone is that happy in Ajax that he is playing that position. I think himself as well, he seems sees himself as more of a midfielder. But uh, based on his goal-scoring numbers, especially in the Champions League, he's doing all right in, in the forward position as well. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that versatility. Obviously, like you say, might prefer to play as midfielder, but can can fill in a, a, do a job in the attack. Obviously, with him being able to play that right wing role, Liverpool have got quite a few players who can play that left wing role. Obviously, Diaz, Jota, Nunes now as well. But there's not really an understudy for Mohamed Salah. So obviously, he might want to come in and play in midfield, which is also somewhere Liverpool might be lacking. But how important is that versatility and that ability to, you know, plug a gap in midfield where it is? But also, if Mohamed Salah needs a rest, he might be able to play there as well. I think it's huge. I mean, if you look at pretty much the whole of the Liverpool attack, Nunez can play on the left. He can also play centrally. Um, Firmino, Jota, and even potentially Diaz, he can play on the right as well. So they can all play at least one or two, at least two positions, maybe apart from Salah, but even Salah can play centrally as well. So they can all play at least two positions in the attack. And uh, if Liverpool are to bring in another attacker, then it will have to be someone similar, someone versatile, someone like 
um, the, the options that they have available because Klopp likes to rotate. He likes to play, you know, Jota on the right one week, Jota through the middle another week, and then Jota on the left the, the week after or the game after. Uh, so I think Kudus is someone who can do that. He he has the ability to play in all those roles. And uh, especially when we're looking at Roberto Firmino, we don't really know if he's going to stay, if he's going to uh, leave at the end of the season with his contract running out. Um, I, I really do see Kudus as uh, the perfect replacement almost for him. Yeah, obviously it remains to be seen whether Firmino will get another contract. Personally, I think he's he's probably earned one on the base of uh, so far this season. But yeah, like you say, if, um, if Firmino was to leave, I think getting an, uh, another versatile attacker in would definitely be a, a top priority in the summer. But we'll move on to somebody else who's been uh, lighting it up in this World Cup. At the time of recording, he is joint top scorer, but that could very change very quickly given France are playing Tunisia and Kylian Mbappe is Kylian Mbappe. So, yeah, he's got a uh, three and three in the group stage for the Dutch Cody Gakpo. Uh, like I say, joint top scorer alongside Mbappe, Rashford, and Ene Valencia at the time of recording. Um, he's been quite heavily linked with Liverpool even before the World Cup, and he's he's another player who's sort of shows that versatility that's needed in the Jurgen Klopp squad. We've been able to play multiple positions across that front three. So uh, what do you think to the rumours behind uh, Liverpool and Cody Gakpo? I like him as well. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves, not just at this World Cup, but he has 30 goal contributions in 23 games for PSV this season. And yeah, people will say it's only the Eredivisie, but uh, those kind of numbers are pretty incredible. And uh, I think if you're comparing the last sort of successful signing from the Eredivisie for Liverpool at least uh, they're on par with Luis Suarez as sort of figures when he moved to Liverpool in January um, he's, he's also like you said the versatility is, is a huge and crucial aspect I think for me um, he's, he's a player like that I, I think Liverpool already have uh, players like him whereas I think Kudus would bring something else, like a little bit extra to Liverpool, especially because Kudus can play in midfield as well. So if if you're talking about, you know, someone coming in as a fifth or sixth option to start with anyway, uh, I'd much rather see, I'd much rather fancy Kudus. I think he'd be a cheaper. I think Gakpo's price is going to be skyrocketing. And uh, B, I think Kudus just has more positions that he can play in. Like Gakpo is versatile, but he's only really versatile across the front three. Uh, I don't know if he can play a, a midfield role for Liverpool anyway. He's played number 10 a few times for PSV, but uh, obviously playing number 10 is, is much different to the kind of midfield role that you require from an, from from a Liverpool midfielder. And uh, Kudus can do that because... Um, he's played holding midfielder in the past. He's played box to box in the past. So for me, if I had to choose, I'd go with Kudus. But um, I, I do, having said that, I do I do like Gakpo as well. Uh, he's got a bit of uh, like a, a mixture of sort of Luis Diaz and Darwin Nunez about him. He's, he's tall, uh, fast, and uh, he, he knows where the goal is as well. That's for sure. Yeah, you mentioned price point, and that's something that's obviously can be quite an issue when a player does come in and light it up at a World Cup like Gakpo has been doing thus far. Obviously, he's been linked with a number of the top European clubs over the past few months, and that is only going to carry on now. With him having, you know, little the World Cup to the extent that he has so far, 
do you think that sort of rules him out from being an option for Liverpool? Obviously, they're never going to go out and spend over the odds on a, especially not on a, an unproven player. And while he may be doing it in the World Cup, you know, there is that question over only having done it in the Eredivisie. Do you think it's a slightly less realistic option for the Reds? Well, there's also the Hammers Rodriguez phenomenon. I mean, uh, you know, you, you can do it in the World Cup and not necessarily be the world class player. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that there's there's going to be some reticence just signing him off off the back of a tournament. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the crucial fact is that Liverpool were linked with him um, around uh, the beginning of last year uh, when his contract was meant to expire. And, uh, you know, Liverpool were kind of hoping to, to get him on, in on the cheek. Uh, but then since then, he signed a new contract until 2026. So now he's on a long-term contract. And PSV know they, they can demand the, the maximum sort of price tag for him. Um, and, and with the likes of Manchester United being linked, uh, I think a few others as well. Obviously, after this World Cup, there's probably going to be a whole host of clubs in for him. Uh, you know, that... With a potential bidding war as well, I just I think that's going to make it difficult for Liverpool. But then again, you know, if there is a sudden new ownership or something coming up, then um, you know that there, there's, there might be a radical sort of change in 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 how Liverpool do business, and and then maybe Gakpo will become an option. But for me, I just see Kudus as the more realistic one. He has one less year, one less year on his contract, and. Uh, he doesn't seem to have that much hype around him, even though he's almost doing just as well as Gakpo at the World Cup. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, as you say, price is uh, currently an issue for Liverpool, but who knows with the uh, with the ownership changes, we might be we might be on to talking about Mbappe and Bellingham soon, but uh, <laughs> we can we can hope. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the midfield now, though. Um, Ecuadorian Moises Caicedo, also of Brighton. Sadly, Ecuador knocked out after the results yesterday, but I can't imagine that's going to impact Liverpool's interest in him, is it, is it then? No, and, and, and again, when we're talking about price tags as well, he's he's an interesting one because Brighton don't really let their players go on the cheap. He's, he's on a long-term contract as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, was kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed Ecuador's performances at the World Cup so far. I thought they were lucky to be eliminated, but uh, Senegal, even without Sadio Mane, are a strong force, and they showed that. Uh, Caicedo, I think, uh, got the goal as well, if I'm correct. So um, he's been doing really well. At this World Cup, I think the opening game, I really liked the way he played against Qatar, um, the, the amount of balls he won. Um, and uh, I, I just, I, I think he's the exact midfielder Liverpool kind of need. He, he runs a lot. He he wins challenges. He breaks up play, and but he can also instigate attacks and uh, spread passes and uh, run forward and, and and get goals as well. So, I think he's the full package. And even though there's he he's had a small sample so far in the Premier League, 
that small sample has been really impressive. And if Liverpool can't get Jude Bellingham, then I think Caicedo is a very smart uh, alternative. Yeah, you mentioned the sort of role he can play there. And a lot of people have been clamouring since Wijnaldum left. A lot of people have been complaining that, you know, Liverpool haven't replaced him. And I think I think I am firmly in that camp of them needing that sort of midfielder who brings the energy, you know, breaks it up, but can also pop up with a goal, like he said. Do you think that Moises Caicedo would be a decent replacement for that G Wijnaldum role? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, he's the right age in terms of profile. He's young. Uh, and, yeah, I think he does... I mean, people might not like me saying this because Vinaldo was kind of like a hot and cold figure at Liverpool. You either hated him or you loved him. But he does remind me a little bit of Vinaldo in the way he plays. Maybe he's a bit more aggressive in his defending, but um, in terms of on the ball, I think he has shades of Vinaldo in him. Yeah, certainly a player that needs replacing. I know he was hot and cold at Liverpool, but I'm definitely one of the people who was very, very big fan of Wijnaldum. Um, we'll move on to another youthful midfielder then, uh, one who took his goal well against Mexico, Enzo Fernandez. Obviously, playing in a team alongside Messi, it's easy to get overshadowed, but Messi obviously got the first, he got the second. He's another versatile midfield option, and goals from midfield, is that exactly what the Reds need right now? I think so, and and I think Enzo Fernandez doesn't just bring you goals. He he's also someone who's more of a box to box player. He's multifaceted. He he controls the midfield. I would compare him to sort of to many who Liverpool missed out on in the summer, and uh, I think from from a personal point, uh, all the players we mentioned so far, I've wrote about for Liverpool.com as players to watch for the tournament and. Uh, they all seem to have done pretty well so far. So uh, that definitely feels good uh, from a personal side of things. But I think Fernandez is someone who I've watched a lot at Benfica and he's really, he arrived in the summer uh, from Argentina and uh, there was a bit of hype around him because he's done well in Argentina. But I think ever since he's come to Benfica, he's gone and taken another level and you know, obviously Julian Ward is not going to be at Liverpool for the long term, but we know that he has connections in Portugal and I wouldn't be surprised if Fernandez is someone on Liverpool's radar. Yeah, if they are, if he is on Liverpool's radar, hopefully one we could maybe get done in January, like you say before, Julian Ward and his many, many Portuguese mm-hmm. links fly off into the sunset. Um, but we're going to move on to another uh, midfield option who doesn't really need much of an explanation, uh, Jude Bellingham. Um, he just he just oozes class and composure every time he plays. It's obviously he's he's just heaping more and more onto what is already going to be an astronomical price. Do you think it, it is even a realistic option for Liverpool at this point? I mean, you can always hope. Um, you know, I I think with Bellingham, I, I firmly believe, unlike maybe a Haaland or a Sancho, that he doesn't isn't necessarily swayed by just the financial aspect of the deal uh obviously Dortmund will want the most amount of money for him but in terms of the contract and the wages I think he's really going to look at the, the project and playing it in front of a set of supporters who, who who he will be able to have a connection with uh the kind of manager that he, he could work with and I think uh from that point of view for Bellingham at least, I think Liverpool has a big appeal and that's what the reports continue to say, even though uh, with every performance, it feels like he's getting out of sort of Liverpool's reach. Uh, 
But I think it's still possible, especially with the new ownership question. Um, you know, there's talk of FSG maybe giving Liverpool a parting gift. Uh, I wouldn't complain if that was Jude Bellingham. Uh, but it, it seems like this this ownership question will get sorted sooner rather than later. At least for me, that's what that's what I feel like. And uh, I don't think Bellingham is going to move in January. So if 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 everything gets dragged out until the summer, and if Liverpool have new ownership by then, then I think it's certainly possible. I, I think, uh, obviously, depending on the owner, I think it, it can be done. And I, I I definitely don't think he's a write off for Liverpool just yet. Yeah, as you mentioned, it will definitely be a case of having to convince him that Liverpool is the right sporting project for him. And like, yeah, he doesn't quite seem as though he'd be as swayed by the financials. No things he said in the past, he, he thinks it's not about the money. It's about, you know, winning things and creating memories. But in terms of convincing him about Liverpool being that right sporting project, obviously the World Cup offers players of different clubs, but the same nationality, a chance to mingle. Do you think there's any potential for a bit of Agent Henderson here, just Agent Trent in there? Well, we've already seen it. Trent has been all over Jude Bellingham for their whole England camp, almost. They're, they're, they're always pictured together. So, absolutely, 100%. And I think uh, maybe Trent is already working on things behind the scenes for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he is. But uh, that's all we've got time for here on the agenda today. Uh, hopefully, Liverpool can snap up a few of, if not all of these uh, brilliant players who've been lighting up the World Cup. But uh, we'll see what happens with the new ownership. Uh, ben, thanks for joining me. And uh, from myself, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.